I'm Satya Nelms, and this is Our Mother's Gardens. On this show, we discuss the seeds our mother sowed in us, the ways we have grown, and how we learn to blossom. In this space, Black women that have learned to define success on their own terms share stories of their beginnings, healing, and thriving. Welcome and thank you for being a part of this community of mamas, grandmamas, aunties, sisters, cousins, daughters, and friends. So today with me in the garden, I have the eldest of my babies, the biggest of my littles, my 14-year-old daughter, Isis. Isis, welcome to the garden. Howdy. What's up? (laughs) So, Isis, um, can you tell me and the people who will be listening a little bit about yourself? Um, well, as you said, I'm 14. Um, I really like to read. I read a lot. I read... I've read like 11 books or probably like 14 at this point over quarantine. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm very interested in computer science and running track, even though I can't go outside because quarantine. <laughs> um, and as you can probably tell, I am very annoyed about the quarantine. Yeah, that's some stuff about me. All right. So, Isis, um, what is a mother? What do you think it means to be a mother? Um, I think a mother is a person generally who is just very older than you, first of all, very close to you. They don't have to be related to you by blood, but someone who is significantly older than you and female and just kind of is there to guide you through your life. Gotcha. And tell me a little bit about your mother. Oh. <laughs> um, well, can I say you? Because she sure. sounds weird. Sure. Okay. Um, well, you have always been very opinionated about just, like, how you want things to get done mm-hmm. and how things should be run just, like, in our house, but you've also let there be a lot of room for me to figure out things by myself and not breaking the rules because that is not allowed (laughs) there for a reason (laughs) but allowing me to sort of figure out how to go about the rules in my own way and when I do break them definitely not just being like oh you're grounded but talking with me and explaining why the rules are in place Mm -hmm. um and despite being very opinionated you've also definitely taken sometimes to not give your opinion in certain subjects that I can form my own opinions because 
as you've told me many times, children are very impressionable. Mm-hmm. And I'm a child, so I suppose you do not want me to only have your opinion or Poppy's opinion of the world. Okay. What's your one of your earliest memories or a memory that sticks out to you of me mothering you? Ooh. Um, let's see. Well, I remember when you were pregnant with Nay, and we were in our upstairs apartment, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of not confused, but just didn't really understand the whole concept of there being a baby in your stomach. <laughs> Naomi is at nay. Naomi is only 21 months younger than her. So she's yeah. almost two, but not quite in this memory. Yeah, I did not really get the fact that there was a human being there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think at that point I was used to being the only child because, I mean, maybe I felt like the two, almost two years that I'd been alive were a really long time. I'm not sure, but I wasn't adverse to having mm-hmm. a sibling. I definitely wanted a little sister, but I was just very confused about how that was possible. Mm-hmm. And I remember you explaining in the best way possible to explain to a two-year-old <laughs> that there was a child in your stomach and somehow the child was going to come out and I would have a younger sister. <laughs> and I remember being like, mm-hmm, sure, that's going to happen. <laughs> so you didn't believe me? I don't think I did. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but there cannot be a person in there. <laughs> that is... That is a funny memory. Um, what's a more recent memory that stands out for you? Um, well, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but I remember getting in a bit of trouble for just general misuse of technology <laughs> fairly recently and not entirely understanding what I had done wrong Mm -hmm. and going over it in my head and then like spouting it back to you and you explaining it and me still not really understanding and I was having a pretty lengthy conversation about what I had done with technology that wasn't correct Mm -hmm. or was against the rules that you and Poppy have set and I'm still trying to figure it out but it's that's a more recent memory of you taking the time to explain to me instead of being like you broke the rules and here are the consequences goodbye (laughs) i try kid i try (laughs) um so what's something that works for you in the way that i mother you in the way that i parent you what feels like what you need and what I provide are lined up? Um, well, this isn't very philosophical, but... <laughs> it's all good. Um, it's been very helpful to have you to here to teach me, like, what to do with my hair. Because after <laughs> taking out my locks, I was very confident in the beginning. I was like, ooh, I'm going to watch all these hair tutorials on YouTube, and it's going to be great. And then I took them out, 
over a very long period of two weeks. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is going on here? Excuse me. This is not what I thought. And it's not bad. I love how my hair is now, but it was very helpful to have you to be like, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. Mm-hmm. Don't use too much conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> don't put 15,000 types of hair products in your hair. You'll have buildup. Don't do all this. And it was very nice because I definitely needed that or else I would have just messed it up so bad (laughs) and what's something about my style of parenting that works for you Ooh. um well as I said a little bit earlier you have a very firm but also flexible style of parenting so you aren't the type of parent that's kind of like oh listen to what I say and don't ask questions and that would be very difficult for me because I'm also a very opinionated person (laughs) she gets it from her mama (laughs) (laughs) and so if you were the kind of person who's like listen to what I say there's no room for questions do it I would be like probably rebel even more than I already do which is a bit so that would that would not work very well. It's very helpful to have you willing to listen to my side of the many um, conversations that we have. Even if my side, looking back on it, does not make very much sense, you still listen and you usually do not outwardly just say, that's crazy. Mm. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Mm. And when you do, you explain why it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's actually not very smart. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, And what, in terms of my style, what do you wish was maybe a little different? Like, what are the ways in which what you need and the way, the style of parenting that I have, where are they not as lined up? Um, hmm. Let's see. Well, in terms of style, I guess... Like, for me, be it the whole firm and flexible thing usually works, but there's certain times when it's more on the firm side and more on the flexible side. And the more on the flexible side usually works for me, but I do like having a structure, mm. like a lot of structure. Um, I'm very good at following clearly stated instructions, I think. So when, like, it's like sometimes you give me a nay writing prompt Mm. and it's just like I wonder and I'm like I don't I I need instructions I don't understand (laughs) because I feel like I have to do it right and so when it's a journaling type thing I'm like I know there's not a right way to do it but still in my head it's like I need more structure I need to do this correctly Mm. and then other times there's things that I want to do and you're more firm about being against whatever it is I want to do and even though we have very lengthy conversations about it, you're, you always, in the end, are still like, nope, I'm, this is the rule. I'm not going into the deep levels of why you can't do this, but you can't. And it just kind of, like, annoys me a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm like, I know that I am 14 and I will not fully understand if you explain it to me, probably. But it's still, in my head, is like, but I want to do this, and you're not giving me the full reason why I cannot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, what I'm hearing you're saying is that 
there are times when you'd like me to give you more structure, maybe not be more firm, but give you more structure so that you know, like you have clearer boundaries of Mm -hmm. what you're supposed to be doing. And then there are times when I am firm with you and you feel as though there's more room for flexibility than what I'm giving you. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. And do you feel like the way that I parent you, my parenting style, is it the same with you as it is with your siblings? Or do you notice differences in the way I parent you and the way I parent them? I definitely notice some distinct differences between <laughs> the four four of us. Um, it's Yeah, there's definitely moments when you're having a conversation with me or even Poppy and and you are having a conversation with me and then you have a, the same or similar conversation with Nay and I'm sitting there like in the living room just minding my own business hearing it and being like that is not at all how that was <laughs> conveyed to me what is going on and then I look back on it and I'm like oh but if they had said it the way they said it, if they had said it to Nay the way they said it to me it probably would have not gone very well because mm. we're just two very different people and so it wouldn't work to parent all of us the exact same way just with the four of us we're so different mm. so that's interesting so when you initially observe the differences in the way that I parent you and I parent your siblings initially it feels like hey why isn't, you know, why isn't she talking to her like this? Or why isn't she treating her this way? But you're able to, in, you know, after thinking about it a little, realize, oh, well, that's probably because, mm-hmm. you know, this kid is this way or this kid <laughs> is that way. Yeah. Yeah, that is, <laughs> I, you know, it's interesting to me because I, like, you know, we have told, your father and I have told all of you. I mean, we've even probably said it to Micah, though he's two, so I don't know how much he absorbs oh, of gosh, it. Micah. But, <laughs> but you know, we've said to you guys, you are four different people, and you need different things. And for us to be fair, it doesn't mean that you get equal treatment. It means everybody gets what they need. Equity you know, instead of equality. Exactly. Equity instead of equality. That is part of our parenting philosophy and so we will do things differently with each of you not because you know we're trying to be unfair but because we feel you need different things so it's interesting to hear you know both the way that is initially perceived and then with some thought you know the way that you're able to reflect on why we do the things, um, the things that we do. Um, so earlier in the conversation, you said that a mother is someone who's older than you. Why do you think a mom has, why do you think in order for you to be mothered by someone, they have to be older than you? What is being older than you allow them to do? Well, they have more experience in life, and so they can give you more sound advice mm. on what you should do and not do, because I have, a, 
they have to be significantly older than you because I have friends who are like a month older than me. They're still technically my age, but they're technically older than me. <laughs> but that would not work in any way, shape, or form. Just mm. that type of guidance would not be the same mm. as like even Auntie Karen, who's like I'm probably half her age, more than half her age at About this half. point. Mm-hmm. And that would even work because she's still significantly older than me. Mm-hmm. So so you can be mothered by your aunt yeah. because she's able to provide that guidance. Yeah, mothering and a mother are two different things because you can mm. be mothered by someone who's not your like biological or even just like adoptive mother, mm-hmm. but you're someone who is like your mother is a little bit different, I think. Mm. So let's talk about that a little bit more. What is the difference between being mothered by someone or mothering yeah what's the difference between mothering and your mother like what do you see as the distinct difference between those well you can be mothered by a lot of different people but i think generally you only have like two because there's some people who have like two moms two mothers like that's a whole thing um so I think you can only really have like two main mothers mm-hmm. in your life, like two main female figures, but you can be mothered by many different people throughout your life and people who are mothering you can come and go. You can be mothered by some person and then something happens and you're no longer mothered by them, but your mother is, or your mothers are always your mothers. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and who do you feel you have been mothered by? I, you know, I know you, (laughs) I'm your mother, but (laughs) you know, when you think of who's my mother, you think of me. Um, but who are some other people who you feel have been significant influences in your being mothered? Like who has participated in the mothering of you? Um, well, at different stages in my life, different people, but at currently in this stage, um, I think Auntie Karen has been significantly, has significantly impacted Mm -hmm. just how I am at this stage in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and Auntie Kosh. So I guess when I was littler, the people who were doing more of the mothering, I'm just noticing this now, but they were more like my grandmothers mm-hmm. or like the older female figures in my life and now that I'm like 14 into the teenage years they're more like my younger Your aunts. youngest aunties yeah my younger aunts and I don't really know why that is but I just thought of that so yeah mm. I wonder if there are there things that you feel your younger aunties are able to understand better than I can, better than your grandmothers can, because the gap between your ages is smaller. Yeah, I think that definitely makes sense. And there's some things that, like, it's not even that I don't think you'll understand them, but I live with you. And so there are some things that I'm like, if I talk to you about this, you're gonna every single day see me and be like, oh, wait. (laughs) Like, you're always, anytime I'm just, like, kind of walking around the house, you always come to me and you're like, 
you good? Or you're just like, what's wrong? Even when I don't fully understand if there's anything wrong at the moment. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I feel like, oh, Auntie Karen lives in New York. Won't see her for a little while. That's mm-hmm. quarantine. But also just because she lives in New York. And so there's some things that I would like talk to her about when I saw her, when I was visiting her, when she was visiting, and then she would go away. And I would not have to think about her knowing knowing every single day. Mm. Mm. So there's a comfort in being able to pour your truth into someone and not be confronted with it again and again yeah. not that I confront you but <laughs> well sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'm confronted sometimes sometimes <laughs> all right I'm not it's like I'm always telling Nate because he's always like why don't you tell me secrets You're, you always tell your friends everything I'm like I live with you I tell you some things but there are things that I tell my friends that I know number one they're not going to tell everybody and I don't think Nate's going to tell everybody but still mm-hmm. um but like I don't see them all mm. the time they're not always there in my life and they're big parts of my life but I don't live with them and so I can tell them certain things and then not see them in like my next class or not see them for the rest of the day or not see them until track practice and I'll have some time to get used to the fact that they know this thing that I told mm. them instead of just telling nay and then <laughs> seeing her literally seconds later and having to be like all right, she knows this thing about me. Great. <laughs> Let me just try and process that. Okay. Okay. Do you think you can mother yourself? Um This is going to sound sad, but I feel like you shouldn't have to. Like I feel like mm. there should always be a person in your life who you can look to even if they're not your mother. Um, there should always be someone who can mother you and even if they're like if you're reading a book and there's this person who you're really inspired by in this book and it's a fictional character you could technically I think be mothered just from reading about that mm. person or that those experiences even if it's not real mm-hmm. and so I think there's always some being that mm-hmm. can mother you in a way and I think you could mother yourself but it'd be a lot more difficult and it wouldn't be the same because you don't have the experience until you're old enough to not really need the same type of mothering Mm -hmm. although I don't know I've never been an adult so (laughs) I wouldn't know if you need the same type of mothering but it's definitely different than being a child and even like the type of mothering I need now as a 14 year old is a lot different than I needed when I was like eight Mm. and what do you see as the differences between what you need now and what you needed when you were eight um well when I was littler I needed more I guess like nurturing or like whenever I would fall scrape myself up and I would cry and be like oh my gosh it hurts so much and you would come over and you'd be like it's okay you kiss my forehead and you give me a little band-aid and all that stuff and so it was more about like the nurturing and showing me how to I guess find my way and now I'm still in the finding my way part but I can do more of that by myself Mm. so you're it seems to me that you're more in the enforcing section of the mothering than the like nurturing section and there's definitely Mm. still a lot of nurturing that's going on but 
there's also a lot of rule enforcing that wasn't really there when I was little because there weren't as many opportunities for me to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was mostly just hanging out in the house or with my little cousins, and what am I going to do then? Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you nurture yourself now, do you think of that as mothering yourself, or do you think of it as something else? Well, I don't really nurture myself that much. I, like, whenever anything happens that I should theoretically need nurturing for, I just kind of, like, go in my head, I'm like, okay, this occurred, it happened, and we're done with that now. (laughs) And I just kind of tell myself to get over it, and I don't, I've never, I don't know, maybe when I was little, if I was the person to nurture myself but I've noticed that I've stopped being the kind of person who like in my own head is like oh it's okay Isis it's fine you'll be fine I just kind of tell myself to get over it and then move past it and I I think that's part of the reason why I don't always move past things as much as I think that I do because I never really take the time to actually think about what has happened I've just been like nope that occurred in a box, away, we're done now. So do you feel like you still need the nurture? And if you do, where does it come from? Um, I honestly am not very good at figuring out what I need. Mm -hmm. Um, You're 14. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I don't think I need it as much there are definitely there could be circumstances where I would need it but from what I've thought of just like from everything that has happened in the past I don't know three years that I've been in middle school there hasn't been anything where or there hasn't been anything that stuck out to me where I've thought oh this I could really use some like nurturing I could really use someone just patting my head and telling me it's okay mm-hmm. um I'm more of a person to just kind of get over it, I guess, or tell myself that I've gotten over it so that I can move on and just stop thinking about it. Mm. Okay. Okay. And if you could offer me some advice. Oh, dear Lord. I don't think it's all of that. I'm not very good advice. If you could offer me some advice, but it's on a subject that you are an expert in that I am not. If you could offer me some advice about how to better parent you at this particular point in your life, what advice would you give me? I think I would say that instead of because you're you're very good at like assessing me and trying to figure out for yourself what has like what is wrong so and that's like pretty it's usually pretty accurate um but instead of like self-assessing or not self-assessing because it would be assessing me mm-hmm. but instead of that just kind of instead of assessing you in my own mind yeah and that's even when I like get in trouble for things and you and Fabio is just like trying to figure out what was going on in my head Mm -hmm. um instead of that 
or along with that let me maybe figure it out first and tell you so that you don't have your own ideas of my motivations Mm -hmm. in your head before I say anything Mm -hmm. to you about it and so I think that instead of trying to um figure out for yourself what my intentions were you could just wait until I figure them out and tell you yeah so I'm hearing you say that it would be you would prefer if we gave you some time to figure yourself out for yourself and then share that with us instead of assuming that we know or projecting onto you what we feel we know. All right. Well, that's it, kid. You have anything else you want to say? Um, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, thank you. I love you. Love you, too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Mother's Gardens. If you want to support the show, you can make a sustaining donation on Patreon by visiting our page, Our Mother's Gardens. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Our Mother's Gardens PC. Our Mother's Gardens is a Honey Bunch of Stinkweed production. The podcast features music produced by Pata.